0: in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off. for <laughs> It's in duty, this. And if you can't make it to Muni Radio, don't worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the know <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts, and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free, but we'd love to see you every Friday, eight to ten, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy, save your life, because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash
1: conk, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Let's watch a full length movie on you too with Mike Spiegelman. Man. Let's watch a full length movie on you too with Mike Spiegelman. Man.
2: Welcome to Let's Watch a Full
3: a- a- Movie
2: on YouTube
0: with Mike, Mike,
3: Clap, <laughs> and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. L W A F L M O Y T. That's oh, the
2: only way you can find us on the podcast. You have to use our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. It's the same with our YouTube channel and our Twitter account of 38 people following oh, yeah. us. Yep, it, uh, what's the reverse of blowing up?
3: <laughs> uh, cratering. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in full crater.
2: We we haven't lost a single uh, follower on Twitter since we reached 38 followers.
3: Yeah, statistics. We're doing all right.
2: Yeah. You know what? Even bots don't even bother with us. So we're pretty cool. Hey, and yeah. we well, check us out. We're more active on Facebook, being number over 50. And you can check our Facebook page at Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. Carl, we broadcast every Sunday at 2 p.m. on FM. We are streaming first right now on FM. It's a why great internet channel straight out of the Mission District. Oh, uh, well, yeah, why well, not you make a donation? You can go to mutinyradio.fm, click the donate button, or if you got the Venmo, the throw in some Venmo bucks to at Mutiny radio. A lot of great community programming, like what's really happening with Luke. With at uh, It said noon, so you can listen to him at noon and then listen to us at two. Make, make an, an afternoon, afternoon of it. Yeah, please do. And you know, it's Sunday, there's sometimes live shows after that. So, you know, just hang out. Or a a rerun of Us. Ooh, how delightful. We watch a full length movie on YouTube and we want you to watch the movie with us and listen to our podcast at the same time. Carl, what is the movie this week? Okay. This week,
3: we will watch Thank you, Michael, for nothing. We will watch Full Body Massage 1995. Mm -hmm. Full Body Massage it's a uh, full body, and then it's mass, m a s s, like weight or Massachusetts, and then age, like our age is over fifty. That's right. Yes, 70. I
2: already said that. And then nineteen ninety five. That means full body massage for less than twenty
3: bucks. Oh, absolutely. This was it was a better time for mass mass ages, and I was totally into the mass age. And you didn't have to get a ah, 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 to make it a happy ending. You just felt good. Oh yeah, back in the back
2: in our day, you didn't need that. What? You could go to the movie theater and jerk off to your
3: neighbor. Yeah, like a like a normal person. You don't go yeah. to a disgusting massage. That's ball. gross. No, you go see Caligula. All right, so uh,
2: and jerk <laughs> off your neighbor. All right, well, we are very excited to. I was young. I was so young. Go ahead, and type in full body massage, nineteen ninety five, and the pick you should find, right, Carl? Yeah.
3: Uh, the cool. panel is Sarah Outen, S-A-R-A-H-O-U-T-E-N, Sarah Outen, and it's in Spanish. It says El Masajista. All right,
2: so look for El Masajista. Right. Uh, so what does that mean in Spanish? The full uh, body massage? No, it's the master jizzer. <laughs> I walked right into that. I jizz. walked right into that. Okay. Yes. <laughs>
0: masajista.
2: Okay, All right, and then what we want you to do is click the link for El full movie, 2 million views. Yeah, Uh, 2 million, it is, yeah. Yeah, so click uh, pause, and then it's a little tricky on my mom's computer here, but go ahead and uh, hit pause and move the timer to zero, zero, zero uh, at the count of uh, three. We'll be told to go, and we'll hit the play button all at the same time and watch the movie. I'm very excited that this time we have a celebrity comedian to commence our countdown. Yeah. Uh, Carl has scoured. Carl's from New Jersey, and he's a New Jersey comedian, but he understands this. The Internet radio is a worldwide video, so you have scoured the yeah. Earth. Yes, the the Earth. You scoured. Yeah. To find... It's all yeah. clean over in this area. Yeah, so you you actually branched out away from the state of New Jersey.
3: Okay, in our history here, we've had Indiana, we've had New York, like upstate. We've had... Um, Bay Area. Yes, right. We've had Bay Area. Uh, and then a lot of times we've had New Jersey. What am I going to do? This is... You can't <laughs> throw a comedian and not hit a dead cat uh, here yes, in New Jersey.
2: That is because it's the uh, Garden state of dead cats.
3: That's right. That's why it's so fertilized.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, fair enough. I have not heard uh, this conversation that Carl is going to commence. But, Carl, you have a great comedian count to do the countdown regardless of the location. So, please take it away.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown this week
4: with Joe DeSantis. Joe! Thank you everybody out there. It's great to be here. Now Joe when
3: I first started knowing you it was always in New York at New York open mics. I know you work there. I know you use I I thought you were a New York comedian at the time.
4: Yeah I mean um I did most most stuff in New York and uh occasionally out of state and uh Yeah, Jersey, I I would occasionally go back to Jersey, but um, recently, since even before the pandemic, I started going to Jersey to do more stuff. Well,
3: every time I turn around in New Jersey, there you are, like at an open mic or a real show or something. It just seems like you're dedicated to craft. You want to do comedy. I, I don't want to say seven nights a week, but any chance you get, it seems like you know if I go somewhere, you're there.
4: Yeah, if I could do it seven nights a week, I would. Um, definitely, like I mean, that's what I, that's what I think all of us are trying to do, you know. Yeah, and uh, especially now, you know. So, um, but uh, yeah.
3: So I was working Scotty's right and. George Gallo was the booked headliner, so he walks into the club, you know, I'm going to ask him, how do you want me to introduce you tonight, and who should he have trailing along behind him, who should he have in tow, but yourself, for a guest spot?
5: Yeah.
4: Yeah. So you, um, you
3: had just done a show with him or something, and he invited yeah. you, or how'd that go down?
4: Oh, that was great. It was at a Stereo Garden in Long Island in mm-hmm. Patchogue. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Patchogue, Long Island. And th- that place is amazing. It's like I think, I mean, there had to be like over a hu- maybe over a hundred people there, I think, because mm-hmm. but but it's big enough. It's big enough. It's such a big place that like they could fit that amount of people. It's just a huge venue for rock bands and stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, but, what a contrast between that venue and the night that you performed there, there were only four people in the audience and George was like, let's do the show anyway.
4: Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty amazing too. Those four people felt like 4,000 people though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I, I 4,001 remember. people. They were
3: good. Uh, they were into it, they were laughing. And they were, you know, I wouldn't call it heckling, but they were talking along. They were out to have a good time, especially the table in front of us, those two kooky people. Oh, yeah, they
4: were great. They were both, but yeah, both couples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what I'm going to do from now on. I'm just going to get four people, <laughs> put them in front of me, and just do my act in front of them like that because I think it's more rewarding that way. Now, you do a lot of relationship stuff,
3: you know? I mean, is that a conscious choice or that's just where you go when things are funny
4: to you? Wow, that's interesting that you said that. Yeah, I mean, I do, I I feel like I do stuff about, you know, working and, and, and also, uh, you know, uh, just s- s- stupid stuff, uh, observational stuff too, but, But, yeah, relationships is one of my things that I guess is, like, at the heart of it. Because if you noticed it, Carl, I think you have a good eye for that stuff. So, I mean, I guess it's just because, you know.
3: It sounds like it's not a conscious choice. It sounds like that's where, you know, that's a a place of conflict. You know, that's a place where, where jokes come out of just because of your experiences i'm
4: I'm just fascinated i'm fascinated by the whole idea of love and i think it comes from that the whole idea of what love really is i mean because people always are like oh you say i love you that means i love you and it's just like it's like more than just saying it you know yeah and and uh (laughs) i know this is getting really corny for you guys out there (laughs) but uh all right i'm gonna get a little corny with you all right uh maybe five years or ten years or 20 30 years from now you'll be like oh maybe joe had oh you had something there um i just uh yeah i'm just fascinated by like you know and then you know screw-ups are the best for comedy and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm pretty big on that so um i uh i derive a lot of stuff from relationships and and you know the whole idea of of talking about love and you know, or even trying to keep a relationship together, you know. Right.
3: You can't say "I love you." It sounds like the speaker at the fast food uh, uh, oh, drive-through. Oh yeah, that's it.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The whole idea. Yeah, I'm always like, I'm always on the on a on like a balance beam with that because it's like because I think real love is like when the hit when the shit really hits the fan so to speak and you got to come out and do stuff and not just say stuff so but i just you know i don't want to get too serious in my act i just like i just i just want to like you know i just want to explore those ideas and yeah and, and see if I could find comedy out of there, you know? And you do. You really do. Now, how can people find you uh, online, on
3: social media? Where are you out there?
4: Basically, if you go at Joe on Edge, uh, all one word. I think I put it in the Zoom there, too. At Joe on Edge, all one word. Okay. Uh, together. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Facebook and on Instagram, Twitter. All, the, all that stuff.
3: At Joe on Edge.
4: Yeah, just Google, just Google just Joe on Edge. If you put all those words together, you'll find me on Google, too. Okay.
3: Okay, so now everyone at home is poised and ready to hit that play button at the same time as we do here in the studio. So why don't you take it away, Joe? Let's have that celebrity comedian countdown.
4: Okay, Carl, thank you. And we're going to do this countdown. Okay. Are you guys ready? Three, two, one, go.
2: That was an amazing comedian countdown. I haven't
3: heard it yet, but it blew away everyone else. So I'm so glad. And I did hear it because I was there and I recorded it, but I don't know which one I chose for this episode. So it was one of the better ones,
2: I feel. You know, that was probably the finest selection you selected for a comedian countdown.
3: Yeah, in the future, I will do the finest. You'll see. This you is so it great. It's a like so... real movie. You see the stars?
2: Oh, you didn't get the warning. We were able to chit-chat about the Comedian Countdown without me walking through the first 10 seconds of the movie, so I appreciate that. Paramount, <laughs> very classy. <I'm> speaking in <laughs> the first 10 minutes. Yeah.
5: Showtime. Showtime!
2: Now, that's a loaded title. What does that mean? A 1995 movie? Oh, Nicholas Rogg?
3: Yeah, Roeg. Is it Rogg? No, I believe it's Rogg. Oh, is it Roeg? I don't know. I just look at it. It says R O E G G, row egg. Well, that's what I read, row egg. But it could be wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong.
2: Mim I Rajai You mean Rogers?
3: I just watched her in Austin Towers. Yeah, she was the mother of the Gal Friday. That's right. Yeah. So many words. Now, this movie's already fucking up because what we're doing is watching a car ride. And that's what we will do. And then we'll watch oh, Walk Into Her House. That's what we Clearly,
2: you're not a, crit- a critic of uh, Nicholas Roach. is Ro- Roy. Ro- look, look what he's conveying the first time I say. There's a mysterious town. There's a fancy, sexy girl with a fancy, sexy car. Mysterious.
3: He's saying, This is filler. You're about to watch filler because we need time on HBO Cable Network, competing with uh, Showtime, competing with HBO.
2: Boom, and Cinemax. The- could be with cinemax. This is looks like uh open air diary. What is it like the lost yeah. shoe, red shoe diary, and uh mysterious hitchhiker? What was it like? They had a compilation show where like she's gonna pick up a mysterious hitchhiker and then mystery, a know. romance.
3: We might have had cinemax actually, but I don't remember that. But I just have to say that a movie's opening is supposed to convey mood and theme, so I don't know. Huh. It, it's is that what it's doing we can see
2: it It, it creates location it's obviously a very rich fancy area yeah rich and fancy there is a sexy mysterious girl draw woman driving the the car we haven't seen her face yet mysterious here we are the credits are done and she's going to start the show by entering oh i never driven a car before how do i close the door these are questions actors ask wow it's
3: mimi rogers my goodness
2: now, Mimi Rogers married Tom Cruise and yeah. then she said, Listen, this is all a farce. You gotta get out of here. <laughs> and he said, Yeah,
3: I'll see you, Mimi Rogers. Yeah. They were married very quickly and ended. It was 87 they were married and divorced. You know, the divorce was finalized in 90. So they spent maybe a year right. and a half. they were like boyfriend and girlfriend, but they got married.
2: Right. Well, why wouldn't you marry Tom Cruise? Right. He's top of the world.
3: Yeah, you have to look down to see him, but he's top of the world.
2: You know, if he, that's why he's like, uh, next movie, I want to do a race car where I sit and people have to talk to me because I'm sitting.
3: Now, Mike, what the director's doing here is it's Mimi's checking her mail, and that's telling us, this is filler. The show is filler.
2: Well, I mean, kids today would know this
3: as, you got mail. <laughs> right. Kids now, today, we're meeting the slightly annoying like personal assistant but 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 but, did you see i something did you see the wall had a crack in it
2: there was a big crack and yeah it was framed the crack it's not such As a
3: rich a... house if you've got cracked walls
2: She's got some serious, like, Batman, uh, like, you expect Catwoman to break
3: through her glass uh, roof and steel. Except we'll never see this woman ever again. She looks like Nicole Kidman to me when she was younger.
2: You, so look at this right? If it's a, a full-body massage and it's a Showtime movie, a yeah. erotic thriller, right? and it's about 90 minutes, is it like well, after this woman leaves, it's just going to be her and the masseuse, right?
3: That's right for the whole fucking thing. The
2: god oh.
3: We gotta save well, we this movie. This is
2: filler. Filler. We got no. It's not filler. It's the only other human being you're gonna see this movie. You might as well enjoy it. You remember that? Girl it's from the flashbacks.
3: First? No, it's replete with flashbacks.
2: Oh, replete with flashbacks. So yeah. the budget's like twelve dollars in this movie. So that's just six.
3: <laughs> you know this was thrown together because the production company for full body massage is called full body productions they go- well, they they always do. they always do that they 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 created one
2: company to incorporate one movie yeah
3: now all of this <clears throat> is pointless and filler <clears throat> she's saying give this appointment and the gardener's going away we're learning all this information that will never pay off and we'll never see her again
2: this is the most experimental filmmaker out there directing a straight to showtime yeah. original movie yeah so there's like it's like you know if a great movie director direct this a uh, lifetime movie there's certain parameters that you know there's certain colors that need to be filled within certain
3: lines okay this director is very interesting uh, this film, he was sleeping. This was shot in one month, you know. And right. It, it, he, it, he's a great name who was just doing a job. He wasn't doing anything. Uh, uh, began shooting April 10th, 95. Ended May 5, The Release date is November 5, I mean, this was a TV, just let's get this out here. Now
2: by release date, you mean premieres on Showtime?
3: Yeah, that's right. Then it would go to video 1990, April 1996.
2: Well, this is the type of film that would be on the cult list, or like if you go to Scarecrow in Portland. Oh, you know, Scarecrow, excuse me, right. uh, there's an article. They are now going uh, national mail order only. So, you oh. know, Carl has always promoted using the original Netflix model of, of renting DVDs because you can get films that are not yeah. streaming or am streaming. They're just available. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter what which location. So you can get Disney films, say. Uh, and I've always promoted going to the library and checking out as much as you can. I know. Another, another model of the Scarecrow Video is, uh, is out in, like, Seattle or what have you, and they uh, decided during the pandemic to just be a national mail-order service. So they're full-bloom. So you, you can tri- probably... But if you go there, they'll say, like, cult directors, and you go, I'm going to look up Egg, You'll look up Nicholas Rube, uh, Egg, yeah, and uh, they'll say, like, here's all his great movies. Don't look back. What? You're uh, actually fucking. Can you believe it? Oh, my uh, goodness. You know, the man who fell to Earth. What? Bowie's on hen's Yeah. Performance. What? Mick Jagger's unhinged. hands. Now hen's. they
3: keep Mick Jagger's a nut. He's a nut, full body oh, massage. Interesting director, full body massage. Here's a yawn. It's a yawn. Now, look, oh, this well, is I'm a cooler, Mike. Look, Mike, wait.
2: Yes. Yeah. Come
3: on now. I'm looking. i looking. Yeah. looking. Yeah. Look at this. It's six butts for one. Yeah. Thanks to the mirror. Now, this is Mimi Rogers. She would go, she, you know, she did pose in Playboy. She's the Damn. full picture, Mike. She's got everything. She's beautiful. Okay. And she is voluptuous. Look at that. No, me, me indeed. Now now look, she's me, getting in there and she's getting her cooch. She's got full cooch, and that's not good for the pH balance. Why is that? <laughs> when you have full cooch in the in the hot tub, it, it gets the pH balance off. Like now,
2: right is this is a you're talking about ladies' cooch or like yeah. just any cooch? No, no, ladies' cooch. Really?
3: That makes the pH mouths go through the charts. You got to put in, um, uh, you got to put in, okay. I, let me just get back to the film. This is okay. Dave, the masseuse, okay? And she's basically, she's not masturbating or something, but she's getting ready for her full body massage with okay. Dave. And it's obviously sexual, you know? And he's, she's seeing in her mind him. But showering. Right.
2: He doesn't wash his feet. No, no, he's not he on his it. feet. That's part of he, he, He's going to let the soap run off his legs onto his feet.
3: Right. And then he, no, but he walks on her back with dirty feet and it leaves marks. Really? Yeah, Did that's part fired? of the plot. <laughs> he was wearing no. a shower cap on his feet. Did you see I it? I know the plot. This guy doesn't show up at all. It's, 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 it's <clears throat> a That's right. That's right, Mike. This guy does not show up at all. And instead, who should show up? But Brian Brown as Fitch. From TaskRabbit. Who's Brian Brown?
2: Brian Brown. Don't you remember from that TV show?
3: Now he's from Cocktail with
2: Tom Cruise. Oh, is he the, the cocktail mentor? He's like, yep. let me
3: show you how to... How to he's he Breaker Morant. Remember we Breaker saw Brandt. that other director who directed Breaker Morant? It was another one of our shows. Breaker oh,
2: Breaker Morant is not breaking away, right? So it's not a bicycle race going on.
3: No, it's the Australian Bur- Aborigines War, Aborigines War, and give my regards to Broad Street with Paul McCartney, which we did on this.
2: We did see, yeah, that was episode or three hundred and four hundred and something. And some... yeah, we did. This. Yeah, that one was a good one actually. So I like him, and I pl- we played uh, the Commodore sixty four game while we were yes give my regards to broad street was a vanity product for project yeah. from you kept
3: yeah. driving crazy i would tell you turn up the sound and you would put on the sound of the game
2: right yeah it was you this mini file a band on the run it was it wasn't even the beatles it wasn't even the solo work it that was, was fucking wigs it, it was a whole lot of wigs
3: <laughs> is that what you call it a
2: vanity film yeah oh you yeah, said a vanity
3: project <laughs> project with ringo star was in it and his Barbara his wife Wow what a coincidence they're also friends of uh, anime. Now the other one I liked was Along Came Polly he was like the rich guy who was going to get insured Right that's right
2: we, we did a film called Along Came Polly
3: No it's Ben Stiller film uh, we Oh did. Ben Stiller film Yeah the only one we ever did was uh, Working Trash but anyway what basically what's going on is me is like who the fuck are you and he's like, Dad sent me, I might. I'm
2: Bobby, I'm Brian Brown, you know, remember me from uh, House Season yeah. 7 to 9?
3: Now, what this character has done has walked in like he owns the place. And he's just making decisions. She hasn't even said, I'll go for the massage.
2: He's just checking out, he's casing this French shui.
3: Well, yeah, he's like, where should... Right. Where should we do this massage? What fen is swaying the best here?
2: I would definitely do it underneath the, uh, the genitals of the sculptures. It's really classy.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, this looks good. Uh, we call this a bench in the industry.
3: We hey, call this a bench in the industry. Now, the thing is that um, do you remember when we saw um, not gremlins, it was um, m- munchies?
2: Munchies, yes
3: and the scent was coming out remember that yeah
2: on the movie poster the show is the gremlin is such a party animal not only is he holding a budweiser brand beer and not only is he wearing a leather I'm coat bearding. but he's also holding on to the leg of a woman who of course you know in these movie posters you don't see the full body oh she no. got full body holy she shit the, uh, yeah that's right full body yeah full body uh, but I lost my train of thought, but yeah, so the gremlin is looking up to her dress, but to to, to hammer the point home in the, on the movie poster that's already filmed, there is a visible scent coming out from a under her waft. dress. A waft. Uh, oh, a waft, you know, the curving waft, the one that goes straight down and then no. towards the person's nostrils.
3: Now, that is why the pH balance gets messed up in a hot tub. That is why you do not do a massage underneath the statue.
2: Of the uh, Well, see, listen, I know you. Uh, it's, you have a very dry sense of humor because you are a hot tub owner. So I can't tell if you're on the level or you're ripping or what. Uh, <laughs> you
3: know. people I own a hot tub. They'll be like, "Oh, he's so rich," well,
2: you, you know. You, you are, no, no, it's a time. It's a timeshare of a of a hot tub. You have it's two days.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a timeshare with our neighbors. Yeah, with your neighbors. Yeah, and, and there's and the bears. The, at Eleven North Road, the ones right across the street, her cooch is so pH unbalanced. Do you say do you say something when you when you? No, no. I just put in the shock. I just put in the chemicals. I just put in alkaline and you know pH up.
2: Does she complain? Like she said, I noticed a lot of alkaline in the water today. No, you, you like put it one. in after. No, she oh. comes
3: over, she does her ecological disaster, and then I put the chemicals in
2: when she goes. I'm so glad we're having this conversation.
3: <laughs> I mean, now look what this asshole has done. He's now in her bedroom looking at her shit.
2: I know, man. This is crazy. Don't touch that. Touch my back.
3: This explanation. This is fascinating, fascinating.
2: Does, he, this is my Does he talk funny? Like Is that the thing about him? Australia.
3: Uh-oh. She goes, this is my bedroom. He's like, I'll throw it more big jerk <laughs> he? Is this guy always answers a question with a question? It's so annoying. How old are you? Old enough? How long have you known Doug? Not long. Long enough to know to like him? How long does that take? He's just such a jerk. What a man. Well, I mean it's unsatisfying. How old are you? Fifty-five. How long have you known Doug? Three months. Is that long enough? Oh, I guess, I guess. Excuse I
2: don't me, Thomas Thomas Carlyle has a word from you. Actually, he yeah. yeah, it's from hundred and a uh, fuck, never mind.
3: There's one temple in the universe, and that is the human body. They're gonna do that throughout. There's like little Ooh. quotes and there's a Please flash wait. to a like a poetry poetry I I don't know.
2: Well, listen, you know what? A massage therapist has the word therapist in it. Therapy is not anything sexual. This is a service to help you, you know, whether it's a mental therapist or a physical therapist. Sure. That is their job. So to have these, like, sexy quotes in between is like, you know, I get it. It's a racy... uh well, see, that's the
3: thing. It isn't a massage therapy. It is a Showtime filler movie. It's erotica. It's yeah. not softcore, but you get to see boobs, and you get to see lots of rubbing, and she's making noises as she gets her massage. uh, uh You know, it's they really, Showtime. And this is the director. Like you said, he did The Man Who Fell to Earth. That ain't nothing.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, so one of the movies I, I was, like, I went through his entire catalog on YouTube, And one of my favorites is a 1983 movie called Eureka, Mm -hmm. and it's about a guy who discovers gold, and it takes place in the desert, and it takes place in the uh, winter, like kind of like you just watched the monkey movie Head, and they switch like that from the Snowy Mountains. You know, if you like this movie or if you would like to see a movie like him, I would go see it. Yeah, if
3: you like this movie, really? Come
2: on. No, not this movie. Okay, okay. but yeah, I would go see it. I would definitely, if you're a fan of our friend Nicholas Roag, you should definitely (laughs) check out Eureka. If you can,
3: I got a video of it like 20 years ago. That's how I saw it. Oh, okay. Not recently. No. Now, he did uh, Bad Timing with Art Garfunkel. Uh, he did performance with Mick Jagger. He did yeah. Roger Waters' videos. I mean, this guy's got a niche doing rock stars. He and really is a Foley, is.
2: The man He worked does. with all those guys, and he must just love abuse.
3: <laughs> well, he was a problematic uh, person. Um, okay, okay, uh, where is it? He, he was hired as director... Of photography for Dr. Chavago, 65, but disagreed constantly with the director David Lean and was eventually replaced by Freddie Young. So he got replaced. He was originally going to direct Flash Gordon in
2: 1980.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah. That was fun. But he didn't due to creative differences.
2: Well, I I know like a lot of people love The Witches. So, Ra Ra Dal version, he did. Which was yeah, uh, 1990. Which, yeah. And that book was remade for an HBO Max uh, movie. And they also have the original, I believe. So you can definitely, like, you know, make an evening of it. Uh, so then, but people have loved that movie.
3: 1990. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it, it, it's um, the, the big film he his first directing thing was a co-directing, but it was performance in 1970. And it's, it was a star vehicle for Mick Jagger, but it was okay. I'm reading Warner brothers was so horrified, sex, violence, and questions of identity delayed the release for two years. So apparently performance was like <laughs> a shit show.
2: Right. Well, I mean, you know, that's one of the few films I haven't seen. And, but uh, I, I've always had a good thing. It was in, uh, uh, cult movies. The uh, uh, Perry book. I forgot his first name. That's why, uh, the author. But there's a famous series of books called Cult Movies, and uh, Performance was listed as one of the one of the, in the first volume.
3: Well, I am going to see that now that I've done this research, because that just seems like curio like crazy. Oh yeah,
2: and it's also Nick. I mean, it's Mick Jagger in his prime. I guess not in his prime. He's over the hill by 1973
3: or whatever. No, no way, no way. <laughs> oh yeah were was, making on the radio. they were doing Angie was a hit Uh at that time I mean he was still the rolling st- you know
2: he said what are you guys doing and they were like hey Mick we're coasting and they're like what, what does that mean he goes, oh we have some enough so you could just kind of coast on it and they're like oh okay <laughs> uh, and the year was 1973 okay oh whatever but yeah, so he he did that. Uh, but you know, Mick Jagger is great when he acts, and so is David Bowie. And uh, yeah, but he's he's some other movies I've seen. Oh, Track Twenty Nine, holy shit! That movie is like, from the eighties. He did another eighties movie, which I fucking called Incontinence or Incruegulats, where it's like it's kind of like a Night in Miami, It's recently premiered on on Amazon, which is a King film. Where these uh, historical characters, uh, historical figures, are meeting in a hotel room and, and talk. Oh, uh, yeah, you talked
3: to uh, yeah. That current? Fil- yeah, that's all. I, I got to stream that. I wrote it down.
2: Uh, yeah, so you got to stream that. But he, uh, Nicholas Roeg, made a movie called. Uh, it was like in something, and it basically it's Albert Einstein. What is it? Insignificance, 1985. Okay, so insignificance in Significance, 1985 is is Marilyn Monroe, uh, Albert Einstein, and I think Joe DiMaggio or just some other, you know, rando. Well, uh, Joe
3: was married to Marilyn, so it's probably a different. Uh...
2: Yeah, it might be a different rando. Wait, uh,
3: but... see, wait, wait, wait. You see side boob?
2: I saw a full boob. I don't need to see side boob. But oh, that's but what wait. We this. Got at the okay, it's over. You know, this listen is... a minute, I'm... Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I i can't hear you. My pants are on my ankles.
3: This is great. <laughs> Pull back with nudity, man. Pants down. Can
2: you believe we're gonna pay babysitting money to watch the, the movie on acts right now? On <laughs> Showtime. I hope I they don't come back right now. Time. Listen, they well, come back, turn to local news. The parents I'm feel like a babysitting
3: gig and they she allowed my girlfriend to come over. And we just made out. He just put him to sleep. Good night. And uh, we were playing house. Now this director, the, Roger Corman, got, gets involved slightly. Okay. Um, he was... Before he was a director, he came to attention as part of the second unit on David Lean's Lawrence of Arabia. Now David Lean was the same guy he would fight with for Dr. Zhivago and get fired. But the guy noticed him. And also... Uh, Roger Corman's film uh, The Mask of the Red Death in 64. He was a cinematographer at the
2: time. Well, that was a very colorful movie, right? With the red mask and the visit rice. And, uh, <laughs> I don't all know all that stuff. Really yeah. It. it has red in it. It must be colorful. <laughs> ah, you call these legs. I read that book. It must be colorful. Do you think... Uh, uh, oh, you read The Poe? You think like Tom Cruise? They, was he Miranda Cruz in Cruise in 95? No,
3: no. no, no. They, they were broken up. Um, let's see. Oh, he was, yeah. <clears throat> Here it is. The, they were broken up in 1990. Uh, she, she, I don't know. She had a husband, James Rogers, for four years, 76 to 80. Then she had a relationship with Emilio Estevez. Then she was with Tom Cruise, 87 to 90. And then she married Christopher... Siafa in two thousand three, and that's it. She's been married. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, oh, yeah, boo, we boo, real love, boo, true love. You are such a cynic. Me? Yeah. No, yeah, yay, true love, right? It's Thursday. I'm gonna lay down some philosophy for you. I believe it was Aristotle who said, "Let me touch your deck. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: it's funny you said that because they talk about plato and socrates and aristotle was a disciple of plato so he goes um he finch is telling nina about the history of massage and he talks about plato lived to be 104 which the internet tells me he that's not true he lived to be 80. and then nina you know mimi replies that the philosopher socrates did not which means she knows the story of socrates and the trial and dying
2: you know, actually, he meant to say Play-Doh, which does last 104 years.
3: Oh, right. It's, it's yeah. And they have uh, a warranty,
2: you know, if it's, yeah. you get oil in it or something, they'll give you. Hey, you know, speaking of the massage, have you ever been to play retreat?
3: Whoa, oh, this guy's got a hell of a
0: philosophy. <laughs>
2: uh, so she's, so she's just like, well, I'm reading the closed captioning, and I wish I haven't. What
5: they're
3: doing right now is they're like talking about Dave, and uh, they're—I don't know. Maybe we should listen because it—it's really. Oh, yeah. Let's read the article while we're at it. All right, look, I've seen this thing only two times because I just couldn't see. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't I'm it. sorry.
2: Yeah, no, I can't. I can't. I knew it when I asked you to, to, to do it. And Steve must like work out a Muscle Beach. Holy fuck!
3: Look how he's touching her butt.
2: Right. She can clobber him.
3: Okay, so um, what we are talking about is past relationships, and right. he will go through his experiences around the world. He won't dwell on them except to brag that he was in Africa and Saudi Arabia. But, but this he, is
2: times Does he make out with these girls in his flashbacks?
3: This is a flashback of Mimi falling in love with an artist. Mimi is an art dealer. Okay, Uh, this is sort of like years ago when she fell in love with a person who had no pretense, was really an artist, didn't want to sell his stuff, and it all fell apart because she's really materialistic. You
2: can never taste your own product
3: it's just so uninteresting and she drones on about it like she has such life experience now he had like a rich australian parents and he like went off to find himself and he was with the hopi indians and he learned their philosophy of massage and healing oh. so unbelievable why is he such a jerk if that's it he just criticizes her life You
2: know, maybe it's his pickup technique. He says negative things about her. She questions, you know, why am I here? It's 2 am already, and it's last call. I, you know,
3: (laughs) well, you're right. Um, he, he will be a jerk to her, and then in the end, she'll be like. I want you to be my new masseuse. Forget about Dave. Look, shes he's kneading dough. I, I make my own bread, so I know.
2: And is that, is, is this is a stunt butt, right? A stunt model, or is this Miss uh, Roger?
3: It's her flashback. Like, oh. Finch is giving her a massage, and so she fantasizes about Dave, and now Finch is gone. And she's like, fucking Finch? The fuck you know? go?
2: <laughs> he's taking off-skirt photos. Oh, no, he's casing the joint.
3: No, there'll be no payoff like that. Like,
2: he doesn't have like The Rock and uh, Will Smith behind him, like, and Margot Robbie planning a heist or something like that.
3: Oh, there's no safe room. There's, there's no, no panic room. Right? The call is coming from inside the house, Mimi.
2: Mimi, is it's a load. I have to wait until dark. What does that mean? Oh, we're just going to stalk you for
3: 90 minutes in your house. Oh, no, nothing like that. Her name is Miriam Rogers, and Mimi's the nickname. Um, that's great. That's a good nickname for Miriam. Now, this is a crappy movie, but like, I first noticed her in Michael Keaton's Gung Ho. She wasn't great in that. She just played the girlfriend. You mentioned Gung Ho. -ho? What? Wait, wait, wait,
2: Carl. I'm I'm having like an '80s black hole. It it was young Michael Keaton. Keaton. Playing
3: a cowboy in a, in a no, funny no. family friendly cowboy movie? No, no. It was a young Michael Keaton. And at that time, as you know, Japanese cars and Japanese like radios and everything was flooding into our markets. So this yes. was a movie that wrote on that coattails. A Japanese company bought an American auto making com- uh, factory, and Michael Keaton has to be the fourth, the union leader or whatever and you know i remember that that was a ron howard movie right it was written by bubble
2: uh oh it wasn't written by this guy
3: the magnet's healing powers are known by the ancients but during the dark ages this knowledge was lost this movie sucks this is like one of those guys like you were like why are you why am i friends with you again yeah. like
2: you just want to shut up about it like and then you're like i don't think you should meet any of my lady friends
3: he said she said he says put your cooch here Knock your boobs against this thing.
2: Did she ask about the pH? uh well, <laughs> no, no,
3: she's not in like a pool or somewhere where she. Oh, all right, anything. it's a lot of, Gotcha. Now, look, she's got he's got the magnets under her feet, and he thinks what? he's he's claiming to be a Hopi Indian. Hopi Indians never had magnets. Where are they going to find that? They dug them up. The really they were the magnets pulled. They have metal that'll stick to it.
0: No. They, went to really magnets. Sc-
2: they, were, they all went to magnet schools. They were
3: ma- magnet, magnet. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. This. Uh, sucks. Okay, look, this director, Big Audio Dynamite, paid tribute to this director right. in the song E equals MC squared.
2: Which must be because of that movie in consonants were uh, uh, insignificant. Uh,
3: uh, I don't, yes, is, it is here, yes, in, in significance. The song is filled with imagery from his movies, including descriptive snippets of performance, don't look now, the man who fell to earth, and insignificance.
2: When you reach the bottom line, there was a the bottom line in insignificance. What can you do? All you can do is stew or die. Well, that seems dire, but yeah, that's, you know, an absolute, uh, and then the horses are on the track. <laughs> Did I do it right?
3: Big Audio yeah. Dynamite too. Yes. Well, yeah. this one was from their first album. This is Big Audio Dynamite.
2: Right. Back when they had the bass player or whatever. The, the co-creator was still there. His silent partner was still working with him. It was,
3: um, I see his face and I know his name so well. I mean, I'm in the context with The Clash. Right, uh, Jim Strummer, isn't it? No, no, no. Mick Jones was Big Audio Dynamite, but a very famous name you would know. He was a music producer.
2: Oh, because well, that's why I wonder why you would have a band called Big Audio Dynamite, and then you would have to be P-A-D-2. And Maybe it's because... probably because of some ownership of the original name, or...
3: Well, like, you know why work. she did that?
2: Because no. they're
3: bad. They're bad. You know it.
2: Woo! We're bad, Two. too. Hey, are looking for bad boys? We're too. bad, too.
3: Bad, too. You know it, too.
2: Those guys were so old, they should have been like dad, too. Yeah. Wait a minute, you're a bunch of dad
3: rockers. <laughs> no, that was still the... Let's see, what year was that? Big Audio Dynamite. No, it doesn't say what year. Darn. But I mean, the Clash broke up in '83, '84, so you know they were still young. Uh, look, I want to tell you the story because it's my job, but it's just asinine. So,
2: is it the same lover? Is the same? Are they lovers yet? Will they be lovers? It's again, a flashback
3: the continue See how she looks like she's remembering. It's a flashback continuing the memory of her first encounter meeting. She would drive past him every day and he'd be painting. And then one day she had, she was curious, so she pulled over and she's like, where do you show? And he's like, show? Guys like me don't show. Wait, wait, <laughs> you see out the nose? He's sniffing. Right. Look at Mimi's body, man. She's like really put together and she is, this is 95. Right. So, let's see, her first role,
2: no, that's...
3: Um, 86. What is it, like a fake thumb? Yes, it is. When when you get tired as a masseuse, you've got these, like, tools like that. You can just get out of fake thumb. Like, your thumb is hurting. What, that, really, yes, yeah. I don't buy that. Oh, well, okay. Right. Tristan oh, and here's table, your, man.
2: Oh, there, here's your drink, Miss Rogers. There's There's a fly inside
3: this ice cube. Oh, it's a frank Came with the tu- the thumb. Now, this director's first job in 1947 in the film industry was making tea and operating the clapperboard at Martel Bone Studios. In
2: 1947, was it like
3: yes. UK? We're doomed. <laughs> I, I, they would go Nicholas, Nicholas, tea, tea, Nicholas, right away, Matt.
2: Madam, right yeah, Madam, right Mr. Lean, who's still my friend, but he must have done another film. I saw well, Track Twenty Nine was a pretty strange film. Uh, he, he, his wife Teresa Russell, is a great actor. She's great. She's great, but she's crazy. She's weird. Like she's really weird. <laughs> I wouldn't say she's crazy, but her, her characters are always this thing off about it, and uh... <laughs> it, it works really well with their when they
3: collaborate together. You know, when they make know. movies together. Well, they and got married. Month, well, okay, he was the star of bad timing and a sensual obsession. And he was like, I love you. And then Teresa Russell would play all the female leads
4: in his yes. films
2: going forward. Yes, that's right. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, when people watch David Mamet and he has uh, uh, Rebecca Pidgeon inside, uh, you know his wife, and he performs. It, it seems off putting because they kind of are in sync to what he wants. And it, sometimes, you know, you're like, well, what the hell? You know, like it's, it, when people are in tune to like a, a certain voice, I guess. Yeah. You may not come across because you're like, why do you, why you talk this way? You know? Right. Now, look why what she's you doing. It? She's going fetal. She's doing it, flash dance. This is called assuming the position. Wait, where's that thumb thing?
3: Where is that cooch now? Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry, Mike, but look what you're seeing on screen.
2: I was just watching YouTube.
3: <laughs> this is Showtime. Uh, now, this is Alice.
2: There's 2.1 million people. I'm like, I got to get some fast release fast. <laughs> what can I do? Oh, I
3: know. I'll watch a uh, whole body massage again. On right. I'm not a pornography person because I'm a Christian or something. So All I'm not right. stoop to that level. Instead, I would watch something like this. Did you know Amish women ha- uh, have films, eight millimeter films of guys peeing?
2: Really? Or did you read that in uh, National Geographic 1948?
3: Oh gosh, when? Do, how in the world do I know that?
2: Was it Reader's Digest condensed well, version you know of that you article? You
3: just got me realizing it's probably a not like a, a myth. I want to say an old wives tale, but old wives wouldn't tell that tale. It's like a mess. It's got to be. Well, the Hopi Indians did it, I believe. Well, okay. He's now talking about the Hopi Indians. Now, when he meets the girlfriend who made a tragedy for him when she died in a car crash, she will teach him the most about the Hopi Indians. It's nonsensical. She's a Caucasian. She also uh that what we're watching softcore doing it now but not with mimi rogers oh it's it's but is it play brian it's either young mimi rogers or okay this i think is brian and if it is then this is alice who is like his hopi teacher
2: oh i hope he teaches her
3: <laughs> wait what no i don't worry yeah, well, no, but it should work. Oh, wait, it's not Brian. It's a Hopi Indian, though. So this is Alice. Okay. And is he, is he watching? He's teaching her massage, and she will teach him. Right now, he's feeling her vibes.
2: Yeah, right. But we are watching this. So is it like a voyeur? Like, is, there, is he watching this? Or
3: No, this is... is I don't... You're right, actually. It's supposed to be his flashback, but we're seeing her experience... So I, does it doesn't make sense. Maybe it's just part of the story.
2: So we in this flashback get to see a totally different
3: person. To yeah. It's nonsensical. This is written by a guy who only has four credits and two of them are TV. Uh yeah, Dan Gerskis. Gerskis. S. Gerskis. Dan Gerskis. two thousand. One, he did The Substitute. Failure is not an option. It's a video. in the, You see Full Body Massage in 95. In 92, he did Body Language, a TV movie, a story teleplay. And in 87, he did The Stranger. I don't know. The internet doesn't know him.
2: Wow. Yeah, I don't know any of it. Look at this. Look at this camera work you get for a time movie. It's on the ceiling yeah and now he's on
3: the floor now and it's symmetrically imposed has vicky mouse hears <laughs> now brian Wait. brown has a legitimate flashback because it's him right it's- okay so alice got taught how to massage so now he's teaching him how to massage look at Wait that a fake caucasian indian my god oh the fungus of kombucha
2: kombucha a kavacha relieves endless ills. Yeah. yeah I'm I'm sure sure it's available. It it's, you yeah. know, it's whole foods. You could just go in and walk out and your Amazon card will keep yeah. you up, pay you pay out with
3: your Amazon card. May I have two pounds of Kamchatka, please? <laughs> How much two pounds? I'm gonna make two one pound packages if that's okay with you, ma'am. I I'm a guy, uh, Mr. Fine, two one-pound packages of Kamchatka, please. Kamchatka, who is And oh, now uh, he's man. drinking it. Blech. Blech. It's supposed to be mushroom tea, and it, he says it cleanses you. But Mike, when you drink something that cleanses you, doesn't that mean a two-step mm-hmm. diarrhea? I don't know. I can find out. No, when when when, when a drink is cleansing, that means it's right. It, it's a code
2: name. Everybody's like, you know, I drink this at home. He's
3: burning sage right
2: now. Yeah. You wouldn't want to drink it at the mall unless you feel comfortable. Okay. Bathroom or uh, maybe right. work. You know, maybe it's like urban shit or something like that. You know, you quit, but before you do, you go in the
3: employer's restroom. <laughs> After a Drop a big deuce and don't flush. There's <laughs> don't a compost compostica for you. Okay, these are stones. They're the, like, this is the life stone. This is the, uh, what do you call a medicine man? A uh, A doctor. <laughs> right. Doctor. Oh, I missed it. I missed the name of it. Uh, you know, there's a witch doctor, and it's, they're a shaman. It's a shaman stone, and she puts so, it on... You see, the Hopis believe, and I don't believe this writer, that everything is drawn on an axis. And so, you know, like humans are symmetrical. So there's this axis down your back. And it's kind of analogous to the chakras that it's in Hindu. It's always described in the front, like in yoga. So there's different points of your axis and they mean different. They have different life energies. Okay, is this exciting? Well, you, well, I have
2: a lot of questions, if you, you don't mind. Okay. Okay, so my first question.
3: Okay. Which doctor? Uh, The one who went, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah. Which one? Which? Which, which, which doctor? doctor? Which doctor? Are you which uh, which oh, doctor? Which, uh, what doctor? Which doctor? So, Mike, one time I had a problem in my life with my access. So I went to the witch doctor and the witch doctor said, ooh, e ooh, ah. ah. Wham, wham bing. <laughs> he
2: said I need a second opinion. So he went down to the other witch doctor. And
3: he it was the same diagnosis.
2: Right. Ooh, ee, ooh ah, ah. witch doctor. Wooly woolly, woolly bang, bang, whatever. Um
3: e ooh ah uh ah. Oh, <laughs> um, basically they're being jerks right now, like he's saying yeah. we've lost our spirit, we've lost our way. Oh my
2: god, so wait a minute, so he, he's chatting and getting a massage? Yes.
3: Yeah. It's the whole thing giving a massage. The- Holy <laughs> That's actually That's- Native Hopi. So, wait a minute, you were able to get your doctor on this podcast? Well, you know, today everything is virtual, and he, you know, does, you don't need an appointment with him. You can just Skype him. You can oh, Skype him, right? Or, right? Oh, that's great. Well, I think he's hung up. Doctor, ting-tang-walla-walla-bing-bang? Do you do use doctor. the king-bang-walla-walla-bing-bang uh, app to, to, have to do video conferencing? Oh, wait, um, oh yes hi samantha yeah I'm, i was calling for the witch doctor which 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 doctor no uh which you know the ooh, we ooh. okay
2: you've uh, figure figured by now she she knows which doctor
3: Here he
0: is
3: he told me what you He
2: told me. Uh, 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 it's like a techno version, right? It's like some uh, DJ put a beat on it.
3: The original was a 50s song and it was really right. being um, zen- zenphobic, right? It was making it was, fun it of. Was ignorant racism. Yeah, yeah, I really- yeah, Okay, so now look at her erotic rubbing, not on her boobs. Yeah. Look, um, this is how much little respect I have for this film. I'm playing the Witch Doctor clips. I mean, it, it, right. it it's not. This director kicks ass too, man. Uh, performance. What about he
2: went to Australia? What well, about that's the other film I was thinking about. That's a great movie.
3: He was a cinematographer on this film, even though he was the solo director, and it was his last cinematography credit. He had moved on. Um. I don't know. This guy's worth it. He's worth checking out and seeing. He is a cult. Cultivate- uh, I don't know if he is, but it just seems with performance walkabout, the man who fell to earth, and bad timing with Art Donnerfunkel, this guy's got some things to watch. And you brought up Eureka, prof- uh, track twenty-nine.
2: Yeah. they're like really weird and like lost films. Like this one's a lost film too, but this is from the nineties. The other two were from the eighties. Mike, I gotta oh. tell
3: you, this does not count. This is not the director we're talking about. Yes, he well, was there. What? He I said, roll no, um, This was a big I went
2: through his filmography and uh-huh. put in every title into the YouTube. And But I would also, like, read about these titles. And around this time, he produced, like, three other films. He, You know, he directed, like, in 95, you know, at least the IMDb was, like, listening to these shorts he did and just, like, another film he made.
3: Uh, he did two deaths also in 95, huh. and I didn't write down the shorts. I know what you're talking about, the yeah, oh, wait. But, so, but that seems pretty prolific for a guy who's been doing it since the 60s, yes, absolutely. And he was, um, he must have been okay. So let's see, in, in 47, he was like a teenager. I'm not doing the math. Look at her face now, she's finally getting annoyed with him and telling him off and stuff, right. That's probably why he stopped. Put it up to hear their... him over her. I put it up to hear their bickering, but we went to a flashback. Right. He's painting over
2: an existing painting. He's like, What? You're a redhead? <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> you have hair like Raggedy Ann? Here, where's my orange? Here we go. I'm wearing a MAGA hat. No
3: problem. Where's the red? <laughs> The man who fell to earth—that's the movie we should do. Why
2: isn't that on YouTube? Well, that's the thing. Like, it, it is a to rent or buy. But you know, we recently watched Monkey's Movie Head, and you were saying like how, you know, it's so much fun to watch uh, rock stars, pop yeah. musical artists, just perform
3: and uh, just let loose. And- yeah, make make star- it was a star vehicle, actually. Yeah, it, it's fun to see a recording artist do a film. We saw Run DMC. We saw Tougher Than Leather.
5: The,
3: <clears throat> yeah, Tougher Than Leather. Um, we saw the Beastie Boys uh, uh, ad rock, although oh, that, that doesn't really count. Los Angeles. Yeah,
2: yeah Los but, Angeles. but you know, well, we also saw, give me my regards to Broad Street. We also saw the Pet Shop Boys. We had to watch that right. on Vimeo. The Shop Boys, right. Uh, we have seen, oh, I have, when I first started the show, it we watched, uh, Going Coconuts, which is the Osmond, uh, family. Yeah. I'm
3: sorry I missed that one.
2: Well, we could always rewatch
3: it. What's it called?
2: Like, Going Coconuts. They, they go to, uh, Donnie and Marie go to Hawaii, and, uh, there's, like, Lurch or somebody, like, following them. (laughs) Donnie and Marie... Um, They've done a bunch of movies, like theatrically release movies. nudity.
3: You know, she doesn't have to be naked for the massage, right? She wants, as a matter of fact, she argues, please get rid of the towel. You'll see, you'll, we might have passed that scene. She was in Playboy in 93, so this is only two years later. Right. Uh, so- okay. In 93, Rogers posts new. In the March 93 edition of Playboy magazine, she also appeared on that issue's cover. She later explained, Playboy had been after me for years, and finally I agreed to pose when they gave right. me complete approval over the shoot.
2: I bet it was a great experience.
3: Well, she says it was done in a tasteful way, and she knew she wanted to have children soon. I thought it might be nice to have a permanent record of my body and its prime.
2: You really nail her accent, you know, her being
3: royalty and such. (laughs) She was big into poker uh, as a teenager, and she took up competitive poker in 2003. Finished the money in her first major tournament, World Pokers Tour, Main Event, No Limit Texas, Hold'em in San Jose, California. She's on the board of directors of the World Poker Tour. In July 2006, she finished in the money, 33rd place at the Ladies No Limit Hold'em World Series of Poker event. 93, you said? Um, No. In July 2006, she finished in the money, which meant 33rd place.
2: Wow. Well, that's great. I mean, by that point, it was an industry. I mean, like, she was, uh, that's cool. I'm, I always support I, I, ever since Gabe Kaplan became a professional gambler. Right, right. If you're an entertainer and you go the route of the poker player, special mm-hmm. player I'm behind you. I don't care who you are.
3: That's probably yeah. the joy of
2: it. And but I'm with you, Mike. Plays,
3: yeah. Well, when it comes to Mimi Rogers, I would definitely poker. Uh, Yeah. You know, we just love that joke. At the beginning of her actor career, Rogers w- lived together with Christy Alley. Uh-oh. Oh, Scientologist. Cat fight. Oh, she was a big Scientologist, Mimi Rogers, because her father was. And we're yeah. talking about 1952, when her father got into Dianetics.
2: He was down here. All right, wow.
3: But I oh, heard she... Uh... was part of the church. Um... And it was Mimi Rogers who introduced Cruise, Tom Cruise to Scientology, and um, I don't know. Her father left the Church of Scientology, and I don't know, just like all Scientologists, they're in it, and they're in it headfirst. He even personally knew L. Ron Hubbard, and then they say, like, this is bullshit, and the church, you know, they speaks are. bad about him. Yeah. yeah. That happens wow. to
2: every one of them. Right, and then any media talk, so one day, we, we know we made it when we hear from them. Uh, all right, well, here we go. Is this a flash forward,
3: or is this... No, this DLP? is, this is him remembering it? his other masseuse and comparing her to this asshole. And what she's going to conclude in the end of this boring, who cares, you should have missed it film is he likes her him better because he's for real, not telling her what she wants to hear, and also, it's like a sort of sexual thing with Dave. And with him, it's sort of like a healing therapy thing,
2: right? A the therapist, massage therapy, yeah. Massagista. People forget the ester; they always think of the masa.
3: Look, he says right now, like she's like, "Get rid of the towel," and he goes, "But." You know, I, I, you know, I don't think it's appropriate. And then she's like, "Dave gets rid of the towel." And he goes, "Yeah, but Dave is gay." And she's like, "What? What? And then we get a David and gay."
2: <laughs> but if you notice the flashback, you can hear him clearly say, "I am gay. I am gay."
3: <laughs> we'll see him take a uh, be on the the phone. He calls the answering machine, and he's with his boyfriend. So anyway, she's like, he's. He's like, well, I'm heterosexual, so I don't think it's okay. And she's like, right. do it.
2: Yeah, but I own the table, and I don't want to clean up after <laughs> this. Just put something
3: underneath. <laughs> yeah. It's gross. Now she's being anointed with butt crack oil. <laughs> wow. We, this we, is not a body double. This is her the whole This time. is me the whole movie? Wow. They save
2: money on body doubles by Mimi Rogers. Now, she auditioned
3: for Fatal Attraction. Really? Yeah, we know Glenn Coase got it, but she would have done great. She would have done great. Yeah, she would have done really good. She'd be great for the Hulk. Right? Like, she's got the muscles. Mm-hmm. And she, remember, she you thought she died in the ba- bathtub and she popped her head up? I, she could see Mimi Rogers with that <laughs> evil eye! Because she's been giving it to us in this film when she gets mad at him.
2: Well, that's assuming they they do that shot of a maybe, maybe she's in the shower, and she bonked her head, and that was the end of that. And then she wakes up.
3: It was all a dream.
2: <laughs> right.
3: I never even met Michael Douglas.
2: Well, I guess there's some dudes we know who'd be like, "Yeah, I'm a therapist. I've, I massage products. I think you know. I talk. And I talk philosophy." And
3: I you're like, know. "Yeah, I don't know, man." Give me right. a give me a minute. I just want to see him rubbing that butt. He's talking philosophy, you know. He's rubbing her butt. <laughs>
2: it means his butt, not a stunt double butt. Is it no. his hands or is it stunt double hands?
3: <laughs> no, those are Brian's hands, man. Those are Australian hands. Look at that. Ooh. <clears throat>
2: so, the budget went to like classes to teach him how to massage. I I hung out at the Hopi Indians,
3: or so they told me. Yeah. I mean, I, I Hopi. They were Indians. They said they were. You know, we they, we call them Hopi Indians because we grew up, right? That those are the um, Colorado Indians. There's Navajo and Hopi, right? So we grew up learning about them, calling them Indians, not Native Americans. So that's why it naturally comes out of our mouths. You know, it's a. Right,
2: very, I know. but I'm also. I mean, we're we're quoting the movie too. I mean, yeah. No, yeah, I knew he says me, but...
3: Indian. Yeah,
2: the whole thing. yeah. In context, and also, yeah. take a that butt. No, but, yeah. so I was distracted.
3: She's so sweaty.
2: The lighting is great in her place, like that works really well for a Nicholas Rogue <laughs> movie.
3: See the quotes on the wall? It's trying don't to look- make this thing look
2: like it was. Uh, I don't know, don't look back. That was pretty cool.
3: What's don't look back.
2: So the, these Americans go on a, Italy for a tour and there's some kind of like weirdo, like occulty thing going on, but their, their kid dies and uh, it, it's their grief on it. But then the kid's like comes back as a spirit or there's something weird with like, you know, where they are. And, uh, it's pretty cool. Should I watch it? I think any film of his you should just watch, right? Like you already watched the worst film of his. <laughs>
3: no, this isn't even his film. This is like some Showtime paycheck.
2: Let me tell you, there's like a, a, you know, we do like bad movies. or, And so you would look for these films that are bad. And then sometimes you look at a director who has this amazing career span, but maybe there's a couple of films that were just short. Yeah. And you're like, This movie's terrible. I'm going to watch this terrible bad movie. But you're also watching a terrible bad movie from a really good director and you're not experienced what the really good director is. What's the point of movies if you can't, like, you know, accept that the director made other films that are just, you know, defined films? So
3: he took a break. He took a break from being good.
2: Yeah. I mean, maybe he just had a production, he got money. You know, maybe this was something he, you know, stagnated and he got it done. Right, he, wanted he had a
3: project to fund. He just needed to pay some bills.
2: Who knows? So, Carl, you remember we watched "Kiss Me, Stupid"? Yeah, great film. Great film. Well, it was it was a financial flop, like the showgirls of his time, and it was directed yeah. by Billy Wilder, who's made amazingly good movies. You know that that defined film that would be on TCM all the time. So, like, why ignore? As a bad movie buff, do you have why ignore like all the good films from a director and just stick with the, his their bad films like Buddy Buddy his last mm-hmm. film? You know, Tarantino always talks about I can't do more than ten films because my eleventh one will be an embarrassment. Well, these are like this is you know a great director's embarrassment. Their last yeah. film it's just kind of falls short. But what's the big deal? No big deal. No big deal. No one remembers these films, or if, if they do, we're completists. You know, or we did see it at the end. The
3: only thing that's a big deal about it is you made me watch this twice. (laughs) This is my third time. Yeah. First time with your pants on. Uh, No, my pants are not on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they, they must be. We must be concluding the second act, setting up the third. I'm sure.
3: Uh, it doesn't really have those um, beats. Um, like, for instance, we just saw a flashback, like, for no reason. Uh, he comes down and he's got his bow tie on because in Australia, they would have this fancy dinner and they would invite friends or not. So he comes down and the father sees this, like, clip. Whoa! Whoa, hold on one second. I just have. Uh, yeah, a- was the phone. Would you move your arm? Uh, thank you. Would you move your yeah. arm, please? Okay, so he comes downstairs with this bow tie, and the father's like, don't wear a cheap clip-on bow tie. That makes you look like a waiter, okay? We only put on real ties because we have class. And so then the guy undoes his tie, Brian does, or the, the actor, to show that it isn't a clip-on. He just did it Perfectly. Oh, wow, he told in-laws. Yeah, but it never pays off. He's like, nah, really not, my father. It just never pays off.
2: Now, do you think they directed this whole, all these flashbacks, or they just had like a library of, of film footage? It...
3: No, it's all direct. He did it all, and he did it in a month. That's pretty good. <clears throat> now, this was the lagoon of Gilligan's Island before it got big, like when it was first gen- gestating. Look, I'll rub your temples.
2: I, you know, I, that's what I think the world is missing is like uh, the origin of Gilligan's Island. Well, it's, it's in the theme song. What am I saying? Yeah,
3: it was a three-hour tour. So... I'll tell you some Scientology stuff if you're interested. <clears throat> okay, so father became involved in Scientology before she was born. The organization was part of her upbringing. It was Rogers who introduced Cruz to Scientology. Um, Rogers' father <clears throat> became interested in Dianetics in '52, became a prominent mission holder in the Church of Scientology and a friend of its founder, L. Ron Hubbard. Rogers also be- reportedly became a highly trained auditor within the church prior to her acting career. She opened a field auditing practice. You know, that's the theta levels. You go and test people. The right, Enhancement sure. Center with her first husband, Jim Rogers. According to Sonny, Bo- Sonny Bono, Rogers was his or- orator for Dianetics. Tom Cruise was also a client being before being directed to the Celebrity Center.
2: Wow, that's the celebrity auditing, I
3: guess. (laughs) Yeah, now all she's saying here is my mom and dad were hard workers, but the companies took all their credit. My mother was a nurse, walked on by all the doctors. They took credit for her good work. It's just the backstory and the pain in the ass. Okay, in an interview given in the Los Angeles Times in 91, Roger said about Scientology, that philosophy was simply part of my upbringing. where well, I'll do her voice Okay, and I please. think it was an excellent system of belief to grow up with, because Scientology offers extremely pragmatic solutions for taking spiritual concerns and breaking them down into everyday
0: applications.
2: I can't believe you. She's like bare-ass naked, and you're doing a impression what? of her like the queen.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I was reading and I didn't see what was going on on screen no, I'm, now,
2: the director, unfortunately I'm reading the closed captioning is blocking
3: her breasts go ahead <laughs> it's blocking the areolas yeah now the director was classy enough that when she leaned back you know and he it was like around her boobs and they they lifted upwards he made a cartoon boing noise it was pretty cool <laughs>
2: that's uh, right. There's a klaxon uh after that. Uh, ooh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Whoa. Is that old man Jenkins Jalopy? No. Uh he honked by boobs. <clears throat> so now we're getting a flashback that her first husband was a dummy and he got involved in drugs and he went to jail. It's stupid. her first husband looks like uh, John Derrick. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. Like he's gonna go shoot yeah. his porno scene. Look at him. Yeah. Sit here. You're under arrest. I'll sit here. Look at that. He just takes
2: the whole seat, and man spreads. That's California the worst. Guy. Flag in the, in the. Yeah, that's the fucking California Republic. Big Oso. Don't
3: forget, man, Big Bear. Okay. Mimi Rogers has left the Church of Scientology and been described in media reports as a former member of the church. Um, <clears throat> the father had quit too. Um, and he was declared a suppressive person after leaving the church in the early 80s during a call of mission holders. I don't know what that means. I don't even know what a call is. Uh, Vanicle, two, 2012 article in Vanity Fair. Rogers had unfavorable view of the church's controversial leader, David Miscavige.
2: Wow, you were able to pronounce that, not so well, I guess maybe it is Nicholas Reig, if you could pronounce the carrot <laughs> Right. Yeah.
3: Now Mimi had recurring roles in the X Files and Two and a Half Men, and Wilford, which was a great little streamer I saw, and oh, Is yeah. it a great show or is it just like a variable show? No, I was uh <clears throat> it was good because he would talk to the dog, and right. you were first led to believe in the film that. He, it's magic, he's the only one who can see it, it's a real thing. And then as the series unfolds, you meet his mother, who's cuckoo and a loon. You begin to realize it's just a dog, it's he is a schizophrenic. He is the one doing it, you know, and he has this relationship with that woman. Um, and I don't know, I enjoyed the film and I also enjoyed seeing him not as Frodo. He's a good actor.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, he, you know, he's a mega producer. He produces whatever he wants them to be, you know, and then make a profit off of the production. Oh, I didn't know he was um, a producer. Yeah. He does mm-hmm. a lot of, like, uh, uh, like horror, horror films,
3: you know. And Is he a, he a, a star film. of what he produces? A lot of times, yeah. Cool. That's his... I, yeah. I just like that because the star's making money for himself.
2: Yeah, right. And also just making, like, you know, making genre films. It's kind of like if they're having fun and making fun movies, then that's great, you know, make money running after
3: that. You know, you were talking about Tarantino and it got me thinking about uh, when you just said now, you know, uh, niche films, you know, like genre films. Like, um, uh, Tarantino's very interested in like those grindhouse films, right? Yeah. Those cheap budget poorly made thrown together stuff right i was just wondering like why does he like it it is cheap and thrown together and stupid you know it's just cutting it's, fun someone
2: to, it's, to. it's fun to see it as a movie it's fun to go to a movie house and, and see like you know a 35 millimeter version of this trash and just you know have it go and especially if like if we're talking about House films there's a high volume and just a high number of it so you could see like a double feature, you know, twice a week at the same place, different, different bill. Uh, so you
3: can kind of. But they would it, crank yeah. them out <clears throat> and they would crank them out just to have like gore or,
2: you know, well, okay,
3: guns
2: he's, he's or... like the, the golden video clerk boy, you know, the, 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 the trope from the 90s that. He was raised working as a video clerk, so he knows films from just going taking the movies home from work and watching uh, all these the right. films. So that was the mythos of him being this California boy and just remembering the 60s and the 70s and how he would go out and see his movies in the 70s. And he also, you know, he owns the name Beverly, which is this uh cute really little movie revival house that's been around for years. And
3: Oh, that must uh, be fun for him. He must, like, yeah, he brought out his favorite shit.
2: His family owned it for decades and they uh, put a digital projection and he took it out and put back a 35 millimeter projection. So the films you see there are 35 Authentic. Millimeter. Yeah. Where Most is it of,
5: located?
2: Uh, it's on Beverly, like it's kind of in Los Angeles plus to
3: like West Hollywood, but uh, it's on Beverly hey. Boulevard. When I was visiting Raymond in West Hollywood, um, he went to um, the doctor to get diagnosed, and the doctor said...
2: He went to the I wish, doctor.
3: Man, I wish this film was over. He's witnessing the car crash of Alice. Now, how is he witnessing it? I don't know, but Alice is dead. See, she was just doing this poem about seeing her lover on a slab in a cold... like Yeah. And then she dies yeah. in a car crash. And it's just...
2: Dumb. Maybe he's remembering the end of the movie A Love Story when Kelly uh, <laughs> dies in a car crash. You think right? so? Oh, she dies from cancer, I think. I forget. Maybe it was a car crash. <clears throat>
3: he's going now to the host... Oh, I don't care. I don't want to tell you about <laughs> it. Are oh, you done with this film? Carl,
2: I no. This is Nicholas Brovac. You gotta also... Now you can check this off, you say. Yes, no, I've seen all you, of those good films.
3: Oh, there's no point to check this off. This film doesn't count. So you looked, oh, this is a great director. He did Man Who Fell the Earth. So you googled what he did and you just yes. found which one was on YouTube. And you yes, said So no, I don't think you knew until you saw it, it was a showtime erotica, but you said I
2: yeah. know. All right, hang on. Yeah. So it checked it checked off a couple of boxes, including it has to be a two man performance. There's no way there's like one than three people in one room at one time. Oh. Flashbacks. Not counting flashbacks, of course, right? Yeah. But the drama is like a play. Like, I don't know if this was a play. And what's this play about? She's obviously like...
3: It was never was, a play. It was Showtime saying, we need some titillating stuff for late night. Let's go.
2: Alright, so no matter how uh, influenced she is, like, no matter like how fancy her house is, if she's facing an existential void. And that this massage therapy is the way that you can confront, you know, meaning
3: in life. Um, Mike, li- Mike, listen to it with the sound. Uh huh. They're, I, I'm they're just it. arguing. They're just. It's, it's uh-huh. dumb. It's. Well, they're not saying anything
2: right now. Well, the room must smell of baby oil. Oh, yeah. this is a flashback, right? Is this a real back or a flashback?
3: Flashback. This is the other massages? So he just, sa- he just said, in this light, I can see you for real for the first time. And she goes, what do you see? And he goes, an empty room, a locked door. It's stupid, Mike. You've got to see this film without me. Listening
2: to the. Oh, no, you you just want a revenge.
3: I'm not gonna watch this more than once. <laughs> you darn you. Okay, fine. <laughs> Brian Brown, who's playing Finch here, he was in Thornburgs.
2: Yeah, I mean I remember him for cocktail. He's like, listen, young punk. Yeah. You, I you wanted an to Emmy.
5: Pour,
3: I wanted Emmy.
2: You need to pour six martini margaritas, so you're gonna need six cocktail shakers. Now you and... can
3: flip your cook.
2: Flip the glasses. <laughs> How am I supposed to hold six cocktail shakers? Hang on.
3: What kind of Hopi Indian roasts marshmallows in his white? Come on. This film.
2: I think there should be some more
3: of that. Oh, really? You're just going to anything I say, you're just going to talk positive to it.
2: Well, When it comes to toasting marshmallows, they should be s'mores. (laughs) That seems like that. You always, every
3: film you've seen, you always
2: want s'more. Well yeah. I mean I'm always like, here's an idea. Three okay. brown crackers.
3: I'll make a sandwich. Okay, here is something interesting. When Brian Brown was first introduced to Rachel Ward on the set of the TV miniseries Thornbirds in nineteen eighty three, he read her palm and predicted she'd have three children. Then they married a few months after the filming wrapped and they have three children. Ego, what a
2: prediction. I imagine that your future husband will provide you with three children. Bang. I also predict I will be your future. What? What? We gotta shoot a cocktail in here.
3: Ooh, uh, uh, walla walla bang. Oh, which doctor? Which yeah, which doc which doctor which are you doctor. here to see? Right, the witch doctor. Yeah, but <laughs> Yeah, which exactly. uh, doctor Are you here to see today? I am here to Dante. see the witch doctor. So that's what I'm asking you, witch
2: doctor. Yes. Oh, yeah. The, the shaman. Okay, let me get him. Shazam. Oh, I'm sorry. I said the wrong. I said the wrong thing. Shaman.
3: Oh, I did Aquaman working? joke.
2: You did my Aquaman joke already. Yeah. That's not that even settled about that. So, my joke was that uh, Aquaman's a prick. Yeah. Right. One time he only came to save me because he thought I was yelling kelp. Right. Kelp. Kelp me. He's like, "Yeah, I'm here for the kelp." So you
3: did that joke. Yeah. Tell me, how did it go? I, I'll play it for you. Okay. Wait, there's <laughs> butt touching. More butt touching. Just,
2: Just a lot of butt touching for one movie.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh boob touching.
2: Boob touching. It's full body. Thanks, Okay, here it is. Are you going to play my joke over boob touching? Look, he—he's oh, playing with the areolas. Oh, big smack. <laughs> this is a fa- oh, Look she's style. So she's fantasizing with the previous guy who was doing this shit.
3: Now there's Dave again. I want you to know that Dave, the masseuse here, he was big on growing pains. He had six episodes in which he played this character called Dwight Halliburton, and that was between ninety-one and ninety-two.
2: Okay, oh, yeah, I'm not really listening right now, but that's great. Growing pain ninety-one to ninety-two. You're not listening, that I can't play your Aquaman joke. Oh, you played over BB Rogers. Okay, go ahead. All right, here we go. all right. This is a due apology to the to the movies.
5: Aquaman is such
3: a jerk. I mean, he saved my life, but he didn't want it. You yeah. know. Like we're on the rough seas, right? The boat capsizes, everybody's drowning. And so I'm in the water going, help, help. And Aquaman hears me in his water world, but it was all muffled because of the water. He thought I was saying, kelp, kelp. Like a street vendor, you know. He, like, mm, i was like,
0: I'm gonna go for some kelp right about now.
5: <laughs>
0: we, we, he shows
3: up and he's like, oh, you're saying help, not kelp. And I'm like, yeah, help, help." He goes, well, do you have any kelp? I like, no. <laughs> His turns to still leave. What a jerk! I said, "Look, while you're here, you know, help, help. Can you get me to the shore? I mean, you saved my life, but
2: even more." That's your big hit. I love it. That's it's great. Good. Oh much for you, you give? You gave it justice.
3: Well, look you at her face. It she could have been Fatal Attraction. Oh, I know. Can't you see her going? i am not being ignored. <laughs> She would have been a great Glenn Close.
2: My God, Showtime! This is what Showtime gets. Look at
3: those boobs; they defy gravity. Actually, no, they don't, do they?
2: Uh, I don't know. I'd never been in an outer space with me and Rogers, and that would probably get fired if I looked at her boobs. So, well, you'd be looking at her sternum from this uh, angle. <laughs> oh my God! What a weird movie is this film done well, what else can we talk blues. about no so this is funny you know I, our show is kind of like a riff off of mystery it's definitely inspired by mystery. No, science Theater. no no it's not not by what commentary tracks it's
3: nothing like that
2: no we're, we're our own beast but when i did live van movie riffing we did a couple of like you know i did a couple of porno movies And it's like you have to come up with jokes while there's like blowjobs going on. Really?
3: That's interesting.
2: Well, you got to be ironically distanced. And what you're ironically distanced is some guy rubbing his fingers on someone's butt, you know. (laughs) Or maybe Roger's boobies for 10 minutes. Now she's
3: mad again.
2: You have to say stuff like, oh, they're not real. You have to constantly riff, even though you're like, oh, my God, if I was
3: alone right now. (laughs) You're getting such a boner. (laughs)
2: Like, can you imagine like you're watching Porno and it's like you're in a riff room and it's like people are ripping it, like she's faking it, you know, all this kind of stock lines.
3: <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I know. Like I'm I would be bookmarking. <laughs> right. L- listen to the fight. She's she... she fight, fight. No, it doesn't mean anything
5: to have not like
3: Listen to this horrible, horrible audio, right? You hear him walking across the floor. Right. This was done with no, this was just, this is filler, Mike.
2: It's not filler. It's, you know, it's a. Uh... It's the, so much the, filler. I the, want to
3: tell you other things about the film. You know the actress who played Alice? Yeah, she was in uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Oh,
2: really? Yes, yeah, she played Ampersand.
3: She had a character. Uh, yeah. Ah, she was born in Sausalito, California. Oh,
2: really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah.
3: Did you know if... Heather Gunn played Dee Dee? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, she did.
2: Uh, well, there oh, there's oh, so, wait, let me try to see if I could guess all the, the actors in this movie. So we have Mimi, we have yeah. Brian. Then in flashback, we have Mimi Lover, Brian Lover, right? Hopi young who's friends with Brian Lover, Mm -hmm. Uh, Dale Dale Terrell, this guy right here.
3: Right. Now, that's Growing Pains guy, and he's on the voicemail machine, and there's his gay lover, see? And he's mad. They're having a little tiff. You were right. An hour ago, you said there were going to be some gay lovers. Yeah, and I would say the vo- the voicemail machine because it's 1995.
2: Yeah, you would use a phone, cell phone to call the voice answering machine. But he used his, uh, did you,
3: actually, yeah, did you see how big the cell was?
2: You think it was a car phone because he put it back in the car? Probably. It
3: probably was. He goes, look, love, hold me balls for a second, eh? <laughs>
2: She got me buying me balls.
3: <laughs> Get a good oh. feel for them. Don't squeeze too hard, love.
2: So when it comes to adorable Australians, he's pretty low on the list. He's no yeah Darius. That's right.
3: He's not one of the, I mean, Breaker or Morant was his big, you know, like first real. It, it, it um, what was the other show we saw? What's the director who did Breaker Morant? Because uh, that a was ridiculous film.
0: Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. It was I
3: pretty know. recent. It was a film that was...
0: Carl, you're
2: trying oh. to ignore what's happening. I'm trying to watch a movie. Yeah. Do you no. mind? Like, there's no. a time that telescope? Yeah, I looked it up. Looking at
3: 847.
2: Look, like she's talking, and there's words behind her. Oh, as well. and I, could, like... I could read the words and listen to her at the same time and listen to me, do the commentary. My God, no. It's like an awful eat itself. self.
5: All
2: he expected is return. This show is so boring. He's like putting, he's putting up the foosball table next. This is oh. her
3: former lover, and all she ever expected was for me to be me. Did they actually do it? I guess they did do it every week. Uh, they would. It isn't really softcore porn because they don't even do like humping or anything, but yeah, they have sex.
2: It's blind. Right. They do that post like sex, like. Look how she tickles oh. the
3: balls. Look, that's him leaving. I'm right. out of here. You're materialistic. I have a beat up truck. You have
2: a right. I'm going to put my massage table next to my fishing pole. <laughs> <Next> <laughs> well, my he's
3: home. the massage guy. He's the guy that identifies she's materialistic and she needs to be freed. She has sure. no. This uh, is a humble guy with a vintage car. <laughs> right. Uh, you have no spirituality. Don't squeeze those, please, Mimi. Wow. <laughs> Miriam. 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 Now, is Miriam a Jewish name?
2: Yeah, it is. And Mimi is a great uh, Jewish nickname.
3: What about um, M- 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 Miriam Cunningham on Happy Days? That's a...
2: Yeah, you know, you saw the episode where they got married and she had to change her name from Miriam Goldblatt to uh, Cunningham.
3: Wait a second, wait I did not see that episode. Is it really true? Yeah,
2: his mom book? is Jewish. He, Richard Cunningham is actually Jewish because his mom is Jewish. That's when they they jumped the keepa Yeah, well, like that's the reason. Like uh, Chuck Cunningham went to Israel. The, the, the older brother for the first season. He's he's not in the later season. He went off to Israel. As he went
3: to Israel.
2: Yeah, he got really into, into it.
3: And he came back a Christian.
2: Never came back.
3: So there's two Jewish guys are hanging out, right? And the one says, listen, I send my son to Israel, but he comes back a Christian. And the other Jewish guy's like, what? That's crazy. We got to go to the rabbi. So they go to the rabbi and he goes, look, he sends his son to Israel, comes back a Christian. The rabbi goes, you're kidding. Oh, my, get out of here. We got to go to God. So they go to God and the rabbi's like, you know, who sends his son to Israel, comes back. Christian. And God's like, I don't know what to tell you. I sent my son to Israel. <laughs> Come uh, back, Christian. <laughs> oh,
2: that's hilarious. Wait, what you going to do, Rabbi? So a doctor dies a horrible death, and he shows up at the pearly gates, and he's in heaven, and he's having a good time, and they're over at the commissary, and suddenly <laughs> they see Jesus Christ walks in wearing a uh, doctor's smock and uh 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 you know the thing around his neck right and he's like so 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 yeah that thing around his neck and he's like get out of my way i'm gonna eat first i'm i'm it can get out i'm cutting in line okay and the the, dead doctor said what's the jesus deal he goes oh he thinks he's a doctor
3: (laughs) not like he thinks he's
2: jesus very nice well, you know what? I think I understand this movie now. I get what you're doing. We have what, five more minutes? How many more Jesus jokes did he go?
3: Did you see him approach the same building, the same, same
2: building, building? The same I know, time becomes a loop. What? Time becomes a loop. Look, he goes time there. there's the
3: Hopi Indian.
2: Oh, right next to the refrigerator. He got that from the cigar
3: store. And here's Dead Alice. Now she was in Lois and Clark.
2: Well, she's not in this movie anymore.
3: She is in the movie, laying there.
2: That's real acting, right? you got to pretend you're dead in the coffin.
3: Right, don't move. Oh, oh take Please. seven. Please don't move.
2: Listen, this is a tasteful showtime movie, so we won't be looking at your dead body.
3: She was known for Oscar in 1991, Lois and Clark in Love The it. New Adventures of Superman in '93, and Natural Selection in '99. Listen, Oscar the Great movie was Sylvester Sloan, John Landis. Did I see it? No. Okay. Thank you for being honest. He goes, See, look, Hopi Indians with the Christian Cross. Does this movie make any sense?
2: I don't know. Who am I to say? Maybe. Uh, like,
3: you're just saying.
2: Well, I worked as a consultant on this film, so my reputation is on the line.
3: Reputation is sunk way long ago.
2: Yeah, for uh, about the uh, that uh, naked bodies,
3: huh? <laughs> uh, he's taking. Uh. I'll take me bowls back now, love. So now is the point in the film where it's uh-huh. wrapping up, and she's like, come to peace with her anger with him. But the truth is, he was a jerk the whole time, and she was a jerk the whole time. Right. But there, she feels like he's for real.
2: Wow, this fucking quote again. I don't get yeah. it. Maybe she has another quote somewhere else. Is she looking for a new quote?
3: No. She's now paying him $100. And he goes, did I say $100? She goes, that's what Doug uh, charges me, $100. He goes, make it 50 then. And he goes, all right. Here, right. I insist, 100 He goes, all right, then 75 with a $25 tip, and he's like, you always get your why. They're still not friends.
2: Did he wash his hands, Elise? No. <laughs>
3: nah, he did, throughout the film.
2: So he went to his truck, and the first thing he did was smell his fingers. It's horrifying.
3: <laughs> now, he does a little trick in which she holds the coin, squeezes it in her hand, and he's like, don't drop it no matter what. Use all your power to drop it, but before I count to 10, you will drop it with uncontrollable
2: oh, I have never been more relieved to see One, people wearing clothing. Three,
5: four, five,
2: six.
3: From the Hopi's. I'm going
5: to be Yes.
2: To come back next week. What? What?
3: I'm serious.
2: This for the sequel, Full oh Body God. Massage yeah, they They're oh, setting up the sequel. That was streaming on Netflix. It's the first two seasons of Full
3: Body Massage. <laughs> Season one. <laughs> Brian gets Except, yeah. Except Mimi Rogers is recast and now she's naked. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs>
2: Episode one, Brian gets the GPS who gives him directions to Mimi's house. Take a left on Filler.
3: Yeah, take a left on Filler. Yeah,
2: right. Take a left on Filler. Episode two, Mimi changes her mind, but
3: then decides (laughs) to to go on with it. So I'm going to post on Facebook. Be sure to not watch the next episode of LWA. Oh,
2: you're really going to just, like, you've never done this. Like, you've always put it on my case because you do research. You do spend the time and effort to to watch these movies and, and get information. And I get tired after a while with some of these films. You know, these yeah. films you can't watch by yourself. The whole point of this show is that let us watch a full-length movie. So You have us. We're here. You know, you can watch a movie with somebody.
3: Look and, how nice uh,
2: this car is. I, I don't know where they got these fancy cars.
3: It's a beautiful house, too. Yeah, oh, definitely. That's kind of silly, I guess. But you're right that movie. this really is a switch. I'm usually the one saying, look, it's got this good aspect, that good aspect. Yeah. And like, you're you like,
2: I'm so done. <laughs> you can't kill it. We're in a third act until years ago. You will know, telling me, we're almost done with the second act, and you're crapping out?
3: Well, I mean, look, we're watching her walk around. It's a nice house, like you said. Look, we're watching him drive away.
2: I just, they, put on, they put on a play. They took their clothes off for us. I also want to see the house before the movie wraps up. <laughs> <Aruga. laughs>
3: oh, he's driving away.
2: Oh, with their car or a different car?
3: Uh, it's his car. It's a pretty rich car for a masseuse, right?
2: Oh, right. It's his truck, it's his vintage truck.
3: No, that was the other guy.
2: Oh wait, this is the first masseuse?
3: No, wait, he's put this is no, this is uh this is Finch. And he, he put on a tape. <laughs> Press play on the cassette. <laughs> no, the, the truth is it's it's the the song the woman was singing who died alice who was on the Oh no him.
2: but listen you can watch her he's
3: path the log there she is singing it here let's listen all right
2: fan on the run fan on the run the whole
3: wide world
5: all over. She's dead. She'll
3: never find a as sweet as They're pretending he's young. Oh, he's back to the cassette. Back to the cassette.
2: Back to the cassette. That cassette like must have cost at least one50 dollar fifty. in a pack.
5: Oh, Mickey,
2: you're so fine. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, wake up. And we did it. We watched uh, 1995's Old Body Massage, a movie that was on Showtime with Mimi Rogers, Brian Ronson, and, of course, directed by the greatest film director, Nicholas Rogg, for money. Uh, Carl, what
3: do you think of this film? Uh, must you ask? You know what I think of this film. It was a waste of time. It was a waste of time. The only thing was uh the titillation when you saw Mimi Rogers, and she was worth it. She was really quite good. That's it. I don't think there was one good scene that, uh, <laughs> I mean, he she dropped the coin. That was interesting. Uh,
2: no, that wasn't interesting. That wasn't interesting. That was, you're, you're right that if you're trying to watch YouTube and you're just like, I want, I'm at the library and I just want to look at some, some kind of explicit material, you can see full body massage and see naked bodies, male and female in this movie.
3: Look, production sound mixer Michael Moore.
2: Oh, well, what a coincidence. Or That's is very
3: it? very controversial, this film.
2: You know, I actually had to type in my age. I had to sign in to prove I was over 21 to watch it. They're
3: like, are you sure you want to watch this dumb film? Okay, yes. Are you sure? Pops up.
2: Like, yeah. what's, what's your social security dumber? They're like, uh, if I can watch the movie, I'll tell you. One, four, what nine, this is, this? I don't know. I'm a completist, and now I saw another one of his movies. So good for me
3: no no this was one to miss this was not good for you you're spinning it to the positive we yeah. should watch watch performance or track 29 or bad but they Time don't have
2: those movies aren't for free on youtube this one bad
3: is oh the earth or don't let's watch
2: a TV on youtube eureka would
3: be interesting
2: eureka would be interesting for sure i was that was my hope well uh i have a movie set up for next week next okay. sunday uh, as you know, you can listen to us as you are right now on Meet Radio, or you can subscribe to our podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Next week's movie is from 1969. It has two turntables and a microphone. It's called Where It's At. Where right from the song. It's to... at. Hey, do we need to watch more credits? Is there like a fun microphone. credit? Okay.
3: Well, at the end, uh, there, fan, we'll see Thanos, and there will be um, a Stanley cameo.
2: So we did. How did Thanos meet her? Like, why would he? So let's see if we could find a uh, movie trailer for this. There won't.
3: 1969. I doubt
2: it. But well, what, there was a movie trailers in 1969. Where? No, nope, yeah,
3: I Where's it at? Get
2: it? No, where? Is it? It, no, it's not. It's not there.
3: Wait, I found what? trailer, two turntables, and a microphone. Where is at?
2: That's where it's at. I said, hey, well, all right, here. Okay, I found the trailer. You ready, Carl? Yeah. Three, two, one. Paramount Pictures. And Columbia Pictures presents.
3: (laughs) Where is that? that? You turn tables and a microphone.
2: Well, hey, this is Paramount Pictures. And hey, this is Columbia Pictures. We're on conference call. Uh, You said you promised us a movie so we can make a trailer. And we were just. Wondering where it's at. <laughs> uh, wait, there is a trailer. Right there. Mike, there is a trailer. Oh, there is? Oh, well, let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> Save it for next week. Not... Save, it. Save it for the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's leave. All right. Well, there we go. That's the trailer. It sounded a lot like Beck, but we heard a lot of great songs today. <laughs> oh, what a pleasure. Thank you so much for watching thank me uh, Rogers' naked body for three times yeah. in a row. Thank you very much. Uh, and the audience, thank you. Thank you for letting us riff over uh, stuff for material for
3: an hour. Yeah, the best thing we uh, we did today was mute.
2: You know, you know, you don't post this on YouTube. Your, the YouTube channel, we you synced up all the episodes
3: of the movie be like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be putting this on YouTube. No. I don't know. Maybe I will. I don't know. Who's ever going to play it? Okay, whatever. It happened. It's over. I appreciate the
1: time. All right. Well, thanks everyone. See you next week.
0: Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Jokes to Carl. Bye uh, that's the French now. duh, not the <laughs>
1: vigilante man have you seen that vigilante man yep have you seen that vigilante man I've been hearing his name all over the land okay 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 yeah it's Tuesday at 6 o'clock you know little
0: mic problems there you know what can you do plugged it into the wrong place Uh, Sorry about that. Yeah, it's Bughouse Square. Um, Everything's changed, man. Everything's changed. But it's gonna be a good two hours, so uh, welcome.
1: Rainy night down in the engine house. Sleeping just as still as a mouse. Man come along, and he chased us out in the rain. Was that a vigilante man? Stormy days, we'd pass the time away, sleeping in some good warm place. Man come along, and we give him a little race. Was that a vigilante man? Preacher Casey was just a working man, and he said, unite all you working men. Kill him in the river. Some strange man was that, a vigilante man.